hey, I've got the patience, I've got the presence of mind to just be with you and let you do as much of the heavy lifting as you can. I can be with you in it. I don't have to fix it for you. That's not the most helpful thing I can do for you. And if you leave with that mind frame, if you leave with that skill, whatever that is, just knowing, hey, I'm behind you, that that I think is some of the most helpful things we can do. Is there anyone out there? From Darkness to Life explores the stories of real people who've navigated their way out of life's toughest situations, emerging with greater strength and resilience. If these stories remind you of your own journey and you or someone you know need help, our collective journey is here for you. Whenever you're ready to take that next step, reach out to us at ourcollectivejourney.ca. Okay, well, welcome back to the Plugged In Media Network studio. Ryan here with another edition of From Darkness to Life. I am joined today with an old coworker that I had the privilege of working with for a few years in uh, here locally in Medicine Hat and we both went our separate ways and now he, well, he'll tell you where he's at and what he's doing. And But we want to welcome Chris Chirac to the show, registered psychologist here in town. And still. Uh, yeah, still, right? <laughs> Haven't lost the license yet, you know, <laughs> knock on wood. So that's, that's nice. good news. Continuing uh, to manage to fool them. Uh, doing the best I can. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Good a, for you. Well, and, and being a psychologist today is different from even, oh gosh, back through uh, Alberta Health Services and, and working with you there and the police and crisis team and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so gotten back to what I love doing, private practice side of things. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, really meeting with clients individually, doing a lot of one-to-one therapy and counseling, some assessment work, things like that. So That's cool. Yeah. 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 And you're good at that. I've, I've had the privilege of being in, you know, some rooms I've been invited in by some of the participants that I've been supporting and you happen to be their therapist or their psychologist and yeah. they invited me in or you phoned me to come in one time and I got to listen and I got to sit back and watch and I thought, man, this is is very helpful. Oh, well, and you know, that's, um, that was something I was excited to talk about today was really just the, the part I can play, the role I can play with people. Yeah. Um, cause it is really, it's that like slice of a pie, but there was such this other needed piece too, that, ah, oh, it was so great to have you as part of the team or to be able to weigh in, or there were so many clients. I'm like, you know what, what you're going to get from Ryan is totally different from what you're going to get from me. And you need it. You know, mm-hmm. I could tell, you know, right off the bat of like, you need, you need some of this. That's, that's so cool to hear that perspective. Cause that's, you know, when I work with somebody as well, that's the perspective I try to share with them is that, you know, you need this support network, right. And what you're going to get from somebody like yourself, from, from a registered psychologist, that's not my lane. That's not what I'm going to provide you. We'll be doing something different. It'll all be headed in the same direction. Ah. But, uh, you know, as a, as a recovery coach and, and what we do, we work from present moment forward. We don't dig around in the past at all. Right. So when, That's what I love about these relationships with trained professionals, that when somebody gets to that point where they're ready to start looking at those pieces, well, yeah, I know a guy, <laughs> let's go over and see Chris, right? Because yeah. that's not what I'm going to do with you. Yeah. And that's actually, I, I love that you bring that up, Ryan, because it's such a great <laughs> assumption just to take a look at right on the table, say, you know, there's, there for a lot of us, there's that assumption of like, okay, I've got trauma. Uh, you know, I got to deal with that trauma. You know, does that automatically mean I've got to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Does that automatically mean... I have to go right back to that place. I've got to tell somebody everything and mm-hmm. all the gruesome details. Do I have to relive that again? And, uh, you know, for some people, the answer is yes. For some people, it's not the case. Right. Um, you know, so some people look at me sideways, even with that saying like, well, I'm, when do you need to hear my story? I said, well, I might, I might not need to. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, there's options and that's the best <clears> thing. You know, there's so much research. There's so many approaches in therapy and specialized 
therapies that we can use for trauma and for what you've been through, like EMDR and things like that. Right. Saying, hey, there, there's a possibility I need to know some of these details. It's a possibility I just need you to rate from a scale of zero to 10, how distressing is that? How distressing is that? Like it might be very, very limited. Right. And it's all about the person in front of me saying, hey, what do you most need? Like, what do we need to do with this? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a huge piece to, to share with the listeners because I know personally when I was getting into recovery, you know, almost nine years ago, I thought you have to retell the story over and over with every professional you go see. Right. And I hear that from a lot of the people I support now. And I'm like, mm, that's not really how it goes anymore. Yeah. You don't have to wade through the mud and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but it's not a prerequisite to seeing a therapist. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a big barrier. People, they, for whatever reason, get fired, quit, move, you know, change the, oh, I lost my therapist, mm -hmm. my go-to guy, my go-to gal, or somebody that knows my story. And I am <clears throat> not interested in telling this new person. I hear that so often Yeah, saying, you know, Chris, I've told my story so many times or whatnot. I say, Hey, hey I'm not going to push for that. That's and in fact, most of the time, to be honest, Ryan, I actually end up usually stopping, slowing down people a ton because like okay here's what i've been through here's what you need to know i say whoa 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 <laughs> pump the brakes <laughs> pump the brakes let's <laughs> let's take a minute like i'm a brand new face in front of you why are you trusting me with mm -hmm. with this intimate personal like thank you for that but you know what that might not be where we start and you got to learn to trust me i got to learn to trust you like even that can sometimes take some time so, absolutely yeah. and i think like what you were just saying i run into this all the time and i'm sure you do as well but you know the the people come they sit down and suddenly they just want to start telling their entire story and yeah. you know like you said i'm a new face in front of you and i find you know there's this hashtag recover out loud movement which you know whether you're for it or you're not but that doesn't mean I don't think that you have, it's great to recover aloud and try to help erase some of that stigma, but to yeah. dump your story on everybody, right? It's like, how are we going to be able to build trust with somebody um, by, you know, dumping those stories on everybody or sharing our stories with everybody? And then I hear all the time that people are, well, it wasn't received that well. And a lot of times I try to share with people, you know, we still have to be kind of selective who we share our stories with because not everybody's going to use them in a proper manner or not everybody's going to receive them. They're going to use them against us, whatever that looks like. And it's, it's still, we've got to be a little bit selective who we share stories with and, and yeah. whatnot. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And, and you got to look at, well, what's, what's your goal in sharing this? You know, is mm -hmm. it, I've been holding on to this and there's so much shame. There's so much stigma. I feel like crap about it and telling my story helps. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it? And I think there is that assumption of like, as soon as I tell my story, as soon as I dump this on social media, on all my platforms, I'll be cured. I'll be better. <laughs> Life is going to just totally. change immediately. Bullet. Boom. Yeah. And I mean, of course, any of us, uh, not just people in recovery, everybody's looking for like, how do I just boom, you know, that magic bullet, for that sure. quick fix, obviously yeah. uh, would be great for a lot of us. I think you end up really disappointed, jaded, you know, uh, it's, it's not necessarily going to go that way. Yeah. So it, it's worth, like you say, Hey, being a bit selective and who are you telling this to and, and why, like, what's your goal in that? That's a huge piece is the why piece. Right. And yeah we talk about that all the time is, you know, if I'm working with somebody and we talk about self-disclosure as well, if I'm working with somebody and supporting them and, you know, it's a person-centered approach where we're working with them, they're the most important person in the room. And if I decide that this is an appropriate time to share a little bit of my story, a lot of times when, when we're working with our staff, we try to get that point across that, why are you thinking that's the moment to share your story? What's the purpose behind it? Is it to resonate? Is it to kind of hopefully turn a light bulb on? Or are you just telling it because my story is cooler than yours because I'm in my story? <laughs> and that's the big yeah. piece I find with a lot of people that it's unfortunate, but we're going to one-up you because 
I'm in this story, so I want to tell it. It's way cooler than your story because it's all about me still. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of time where I'll even be asked directly, you know, oh, what's your history or tell me more about you. Uh, and I have to be so, so cautious and mm -hmm. slow down and, and try and understand what the person saying, hey, look, I'm looking at uh, building this trust with you. Some of my history might be pertinent to you. Some of it might not. Help me understand how this helps you or help me understand why this is important between us. And I'm always looking for a really good justification, not yeah. just, well, I don't trust you yet, or I need to know this, you know? And if somebody can really explain to me how it helps for therapy, and I think it really is helpful for them, not for me, not for my ego, or, or not, again, taking over the session, yeah. uh, then I'm, I'm willing to be open with important pieces. But there's a lot of the time I say, I don't see how that applies to our therapy. That's you know, cool. You know? and, yeah. And that's tough though, saying like, no, I'm not going to tell you that. And I know you're telling me all about yourself and your story. This is the place for that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I immediately go right to what is that like for you? Does it feel really unfair? It's unbalanced or is like, what is that like? And, yeah. and I got to check that out with somebody. Do you still trust me? And, yeah. you know, checking in things like that. That's so, really cool. And that yeah. checking in piece is so mm -hmm. valuable, I think, because yeah. as a, as a professional like yourself and the role I play in the community, it's so easy sometimes to just kind of fall into that. I'm doing a great job. I know yeah. I'm doing a great job. I have all this experience and all this training and, but am I, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's so good to check in with the individual that we're working with or, you know, the people that are coming to see you and let them self-respond, right? Let them self-assess what's happening. And it's, it's for me, that's a invaluable information. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's tough, but it's so relieving when somebody will actually say, you know what, Chris, last time. I think he kind of screwed up or well, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. Like totally. the courage it takes to say that, like, Hey, how worried were you that I was going to suddenly things will be different between us or I'm going to be cold or, or less caring about your life or where you're at, or you getting better? Like to get that kind of feedback is invaluable. And it's, it's tough. A lot of people are scared to say, Hey, I don't like mm -hmm. my psychologist or I don't like what he's suggested to me or, you know, I don't think we're connecting or, you know, but to get that kind of feedback is absolutely essential. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you put that. Right. And, and, you know, it's also modeling this new behavior for an individual. It's that terrifying piece. A lot of times comes with what they are considering as normal in their lives, right? This is how I've behaved. This is how I've thought this, these were my beliefs for this long. It's taken a lot of courage to, to bring this to my therapist and share this, you know, this didn't quite work for me last time, or I didn't think I thought last session was bullshit. <laughs> right. And then the way we can react and the way we can handle that and start to explore that with them shows them there's a different way to react to situations out there in the, in the real world when you get back out of this office, right? Yeah. And I talk about exactly that of like, Hey, you know what, if there's any relationship in this world where this is the testing ground, this is where we get to be in this relationship together, talking about difficult things, history, whatever, diagnoses, treatments. Yeah. And also we get to jump out of that therapeutic relationship, look at, Hey, how are we doing? And mm -hmm. I almost always check that out with the big disclosures with the, I mean, if you're doing it right, there's going to be these breakdowns in your relationship mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh, Chris is telling me I've got to go do this thing. Or, you know, he didn't, he didn't answer my question about that. And, you know, like, again, if you're doing it right, you're like, wow, we got a therapeutic rupture here. Yeah. You, you're not trusting me as much. We've got to look at that to jump back into that relationship and get going again, you know, and it's going to be so easy. It's going to be what you've always done. I'm not going to bring this up. I'm not going to say anything, or this might upset somebody. This might, I'm like, this is the place to upset Absolutely. somebody. And, and I, I do my best to role model or get into that secure relationship. Say, Hey, no matter what you say in this room, no matter what you tell me, 
I'm in this with you. Yeah. So you can tell me how disappointed or frustrated you are with me. You can make it personal. I'm not going to take it overly personal, but I'm going to listen to you and respond to that as best I can. <laughs> Get to be the human being in front of you. And I'm not perfect either. I got to be okay with that. So, For sure. You know, I love that, that mm. description and how you, how you shared that piece because, you know, I go back to the first time I was going to see a, a psychologist or a therapist back when I, you know, I had just turned 40, I off the treatment, all these things. Right. And, and I had this preconceived notion and an image of what a psychologist looked like. And they're going to come in with their lab coat and we're going to look at, I can't remember the name, those, those paint spot. Oh, the uh, Rorschach. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do all that stuff. And, and what a waste of time I used to think all the time. Right. But once I started to go down that path and be open-minded with it, what you just described, I had the privilege of working with a therapist just like that, right? Put the human face on therapy and, and normalize it and say, hey, yeah. this is what therapy can look like. And I had a great experience and I'm a firm believer that, you know, I've shared this before on the podcast. We go see chiropractors, massage therapists, dentists, all these uh, proactive um, things. But why don't we do anything for our mental health? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's shameful almost. It's stigma based. Oh, I'm not going to. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and it seems like we've come so far in that. And I I swear, you know, I hate to be the old guy, but say, oh, the kids. But the kids are doing it better than us in yeah. terms of like there is way more conversation. There's way more access. Like there's less stigma to it. But I, I swear it's it's guys our age and whatnot, uh, you know, a lot of us are still stuck for whatever reason thinking like, oh, okay, that's so shameful. That's so bad. Or you've got to be so messed up that, oh, you're going to see a psychologist and, and right. you might need to, you might benefit from it. You might not, you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely worth having on the table saying, well, what do I need to be just living that best optimal life I mm-hmm. could be? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really critical piece that you said there is what do I need to live my best life? You know, lots of times there isn't this magic fix. Like we're never, it's unfortunate to say, but we have this North star goal and maybe we never quite obtain that, but what are we doing to get closer to it? And that's living our best life at times, right? Is how are we bettering ourselves today? And therapy for me was hands down one of the biggest catalysts to this new way of living. Ah, yeah. And there's so many people that I see, especially when it's a first time in therapy or, or never been before. Uh, even before that first session, a lot of them are like, you know what? It's been it's been the best week. Like there's something about like, okay, I pulled this trigger. Okay, I made this appointment. Okay, yeah. I, I gave my my info to the front desk. Like I walked in these doors, like uh, off the bat. I mean, there's so much power even leading up to, hey, you never even met your therapist yet. Like there's something big about saying, I'm doing this thing for me. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, finally for me, I'm doing something. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I remember when I was going to the college, um, it was highly recommended. It wasn't part of the program, but it was highly recommended by our instructors and the lady who led the program to uh, attend the counseling sessions that were offered at the at the college. Go see the counselors yeah. at least once a week to start with, at least once every two weeks. And I don't know, I can't speak for the rest of the class. I don't know how many people went. I know I did. And at the start, I thought, well, I was going through a lot of shit. Personally, I was new in recovery. I was going through a separation, which led to a divorce and so I'm like, yeah, I, I could probably use some free therapy. I'm going to go and take this up, right? So I yeah. two and a half years at the college and utilizing the therapist, I believe, I won't say her name, but utilizing her where eventually I got to that point, like you were just saying, I started to really look forward to it. I really started to feel good about the week I was having because I was going to sit in this room with somebody who I built this relationship with, a safe environment, and I could just work through whatever I wanted to with them. And I knew you know, I wasn't maybe going to get fixed that day, but I was going to have a conversation with her that I wasn't having in my personal life. Yeah. 
yeah. which was amazing. So I ended up using that, uh, not to make this about me, but I ended up using that opportunity and that, and that space for the whole time I was at the college. Even if I didn't think I had anything to work on, yeah. I thought, man, I, at least I can go and have this conversation. This is kind of what I want to do moving uh, forward. So let's just go sit in a room with a therapist and see how they do this. Yeah. And turns out by the hour, end of the hour or something, right? We'd work through something. And it was so cool. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm kind yeah, of surprised. Even. All the yeah. time. It was amazing. Uh, I love that. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm glad that you share that story. Like that, you know, it's been my experience time again. I've had um, clients come in, sit down and say, you know what, Chris? I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. And I say, hey, that's really exciting to mm-hmm. me. I, I wonder what's going to come up. Uh, and some of the best sessions I've had has been when somebody has come in, sat down, said, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. And there is no set plan. A little bit like, hey, today you and I are talking in the podcast. Totally. Hey, we don't have a set list of nope. topics or whatnot. We're going to just talk. I bet you something great comes out of it. And almost always that happens. Yeah. You know? and, and it's so cool of like, you know, it's one of the ways I can show clients that level of trust saying, hey, I bet... There's going to be something important. I bet you whatever needs to be talked about, you're going to bring it up. Absolutely. You're going to bring it up with me. And, and I'm going to do my best to be here, ready to hear whatever it is and and give you that trust back. And let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so cool. And I know those times when I was utilizing a therapist and we had nothing to, I didn't go in with any issues, right? I, I don't know what we'll talk about today. Just like you were sharing, you know, we would start with, so what's going on today? How's your week been? And something would come up that sure enough, you know, once we started to explore that a little bit, it started to tie into some of the other root causes of the issues I was having in my life, the the overarching three or four big issues in my life, right? And yeah. those conversations turned a light bulb on for me, like, man, these are impacting every aspect of my life. I just never took the time to be present and see any of it. Yeah. So yeah. give me something to work on all the time, right? Yeah, it's almost amazing. Even just, you know, going back through your week or through these issues, uh, again, in a different mind frame. And, and it's the coolest thing for me when you see the client starting to do that work almost independently in the room of like, well, I didn't think I have anything to talk about. And they're going through these things. So like, oh, wow, there's that relationship dynamic again. There's that fear, that rejection or that hurts coming up. Or mm-hmm. like they start naming these things and I'm just sitting back and I'm like, I promise you I'm working, but you're doing the great work. <laughs> I'm not going to take over for you here. <laughs> totally, yeah. 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 That's so cool when they have those breakthroughs and they start to recognize things on their own. Right. Yeah. I remember a young fellow came in to work with me one day and <clears throat> he sat down on the couch in my office and he was having a real, real shitty week. And, uh, so we started to just have that conversation, right? What does this look like? And what, and then that led to, you know, what can we do about this and breaking down a few of those big obstacles for him. And by the time he walked out an hour later, <clears throat> excuse me, he had two goals he was going to work on, right? And two real big light bulb moments that he came up with and recognized himself, made his own goals. I kind of directed him in a certain, you know, pushed him a little bit towards one that he was scared of making, but yeah. He walked out and he said, man, I just got to thank you for everything you did today. And I'm like, dude, I didn't do a whole lot. You came in with all that knowledge. You just needed help to yeah. blow the dust off it, right? And well, and I think that is like, I know it's one of your your gifts, one of your skills for sure, Ryan. And anybody that's really in this and cares about it, I think that's, you know, it's invaluable in terms of, hey, I've got the patience. I've got the presence of mind to just be with you and mm-hmm. let you do as much of the heavy lifting as you can. And where you hit that breaking point or, you know, you're just, you're struggling. Like I can be with you in it. I don't yeah. have to fix it for you. That's not the most helpful thing I can do for you. Mm-hmm. And if you leave with that mind frame, if you leave with that skill, whatever that is, just knowing, Hey, I'm behind you. I'm not doing it for you, but I'm in it with you. And, and I'm going to hear how it goes good, bad, or ugly. You know, that yeah. I think is some of the most helpful things we can do. Again, mm-hmm. all of us got those 
well-intentioned friends, family around us. They'll tell us exactly what it is we need to do or yeah. look at taking over things for us and do it for us. It's not necessarily what we need in the moment. Sometimes, sure, sure but you know, overall, yeah. that's that's not what people come to us for, I don't think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's, it's just being present and being with somebody, right? I, I love how you talk about that quite often is, you know, we're not going to do the work for you. We're not going to do the heavy lifting, but you don't have to do it alone anymore, right? It's like, yeah. we're here to support you. And I, and I can, I always go back to my own experiences Yeah, nobody really did anything for me. They walked alongside me and, and mm-hmm. guided me and showed me, I always use the analogy now is like putting up guardrails on the road. We got you back on the road. Uh, we're just going to throw up a few guardrails here to, to help you stay out of the ditch. If you pull them hard enough, you're going to end up in the ditch again. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yep. it's these little bumpers to help you. And that's kind of what I do today is just help people. They found their path and their direction. And we're just going to keep you in that generalized direction. but. I can't yeah. do it for you. I can't steer the car. You're going to do all these things on your own. Right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's like, I find it so invaluable what, what all the different helping professions do in the community. And, and when I say the community, I guess I mean everywhere. Well, yeah. 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 No. And I, I was um, laughing. I was just kind of daydreaming thinking about this, even on my over here. And I, um, uh, you know, I thought, gosh, you know, you probably wouldn't go to your dentist and say, Hey, you know what? My knee really hurts. Or, you know, totally. it is about like, well, what is the role? How can I be most helpful to you? And what is my part to play and what isn't? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for a lot of us, I know for myself personally, it is so hard to not say, I want to take care of everything, totally. all your problems. I, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Um, you know, and knowing that about myself, it helps me rein myself in, in terms of, okay, what is the focus here? What's the most help I can provide to this person? And Absolutely. It's, it's literally different person to person to person. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we love doing where we're at now with our collective journey is, you know, when people ask all the time, they'll ask me, what is, what is a recovery coach? I'm like, I think it's easier to tell you what we're not, yeah. right? And, and we list off the things that we're not, but we've built collaborations and connections with those individuals and those professions in the community that when you get to that point where you think you're ready to experience one of them or, or go work with one of them, we'll help you. Yeah. We'll get yeah. there, but that's not our lane. And I find, I always call it the Tim Hortons effect, right? Like Tim Hortons, oh my God, I'm probably going to get shit for this. <laughs> used to serve amazing coffee and amazing donuts. Yep. And then suddenly they're like, well, let's do soup and let's do chili and let's do pizza and let's do rice yeah. bowls and let's do all this other stuff. Yeah. And now it's like, I just drive right by them. I don't go anymore because they're kind of subpar and they're not. And I find that when you were talking about, mm. I get to that point as well. Some days like, man, I sure want to work in all these areas with this individual. Right. And I'm like, but that's yeah. not where I'm good. That's not yeah. where my special ability lies. Let's find the people that can do those lanes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. like going to a Chinese restaurant and ordering pizza. It's, it's just, you're probably not going to get a very good pizza. <laughs> right. And I love that piece about knowing where you fit, knowing mm. your lane, what are your special abilities? What seat are you in? And let's fill the other seats with the people that have that ability. Yeah. And get that team built for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, do one thing really well as opposed to I'm going to try and do 50 things. Yeah. Do them all subpar. and mm. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Not very good. Our Yelp reviews get real shitty after a while. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, it's really good uh, to see you moved on. Well, not good to see you moved on, but I know you used to be employed at AHS. Yeah. You know, you went back, like you said earlier, back to what, where your passion lies and that's private practice. And yeah. 
Yeah. So you're up at Keys to Hope. Keys now? to Hope, you bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they got the new site opened up there with Healing Grounds by Keys to Hope too. So there's the opportunity for animal assisted therapy and nature assisted therapy. Right. And all these, uh, again, very, very specialized, very incredible um, ways of doing therapy. You know, again, what therapy looks like really depends on the person and the issues, but it's, you know, if done right, in my opinion, you know, it's probably very different from what people maybe uh, assume or believe right. overall off the bat. Yeah. 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 So what, how long have you been up there now? Uh, more than a year now. It's been uh, coming up on two years. Even. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I know we've had uh, Malisha as a, as a guest psychologist in the room when we've done a few podcasts here. And um, that's another agency. Like we said, we, we try to build connections with other agencies. So when you get ready or you get to that place in your journey that you want to add this professional or a psychologist or whatever onto your team and start doing some work, that's one of the agencies that we really you know, collaborate with and direct people towards. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's awesome. And she's got so much knowledge and um, again, her specialized uh, little area, absolutely wonderful work in terms of like couples counseling, you know, mm -hmm. like people will bring up to me like, oh, okay, you know, having this fight with my spouse or whatnot, you know, do you couples therapy? I'm like, you know what? I'm trained in it. And I'm not great at it. You know, I've, I've, I've done specialized training. I've worked with uh, couples, couples in recovery, whatnot. Um, and it's just, you know, I've, I've taken that self inventory and be like, you know what? I do this. I do an okay job at it. When there's other options, I'm like, I know there's somebody that does much more phenomenal work. I've got mm -hmm. no problem at all saying, hey, I've, I've got some other people that definitely you should see and you're going to get better results out of that. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. And <clears throat> I love that uh, you're able to do that self-reflection and say, hey, you know what? I, I'm okay at this, but I know they're better at it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And and saying like, well, there isn't that drive of like, hey, am I going to go down this road? Saying like, well, what do I love? And and I have the conversation all the time. I say, hey, in individual therapy, I get to be so selfish and I only got to care about your best interest. Whether you see it that way or not, like, boom, it's all about you in this room. Mm -hmm. You and me working on that stuff. And, uh, you know, that's where I thrive, I swear. Saying, hey, let's, let's simplify it down to where you at, where you want to be. Yeah. You know, kick the partner out of the room, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, all these things. Kick the friends out, the family out, whatnot. Like, what's really important to you? What's really important to you? And and so many people don't get asked that question because almost always there's going to be, um, you know, a little bit of that that expectation. When my partner says, hey, what do you really want? They might have some input on that. Mm -hmm. They might have some thoughts or my family or my friends or, um, you know, there's going to be these other pieces there. Uh, yeah. So it is really cool to just, like I said, really just make some space and say, yeah. well, you know, there, there's no right answer to this and, and what's really there for you. And, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so much easier to be present in the room. I think in that moment with one-on-one -on -one work, as opposed to having two or three people in the room and yeah. it, it can get, I don't know the proper word for it. I don't want to say muddy, but it can, it, it's easy to get distracted. I find for myself and <sighs> as opposed to just working one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Yeah. And they're all valuable. I mean, group therapy is super valuable as well. Uh, but I was I, about to say, I know <clears> you know the power of like what you get in a group, qualitatively different mm -hmm. from a one-on-one -on -one, and and uh, neither one's right or wrong. Like they're both just so important and what you could be getting out of it, you know, maybe sure. some needs there. Yeah. 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 That's one of the cool pieces I find when I work with somebody one-on-one -on -one is, you know, maybe today they're ready for a group, maybe they're not. But to build that trusting relationship with them and work through some of the stuff that's been holding them back for a while, a lot of times they get to the point where they're ready to, to dive into a group or yeah. check out and explore a group setting, whether it's, you know, addiction related, recovery related, uh, uh, a CBT group, whatever that looks like. It's, yeah. it's cool when they get to that point and you can help them get connected to where they need to go. 
And and that that it really grabs my interest, Ryan. When you say, you know, they get to that point to being ready for the group. I find there's so many people that, of course, I, I try and time it right, try and figure out where they're at. Mm-hmm. Almost always, I say, okay, here's some groups that maybe you should consider. Here's some groups that maybe you should go to. Um, and and my experience is there's there's such resistance. The idea of like, yeah. oh, a group, there's a whole bunch of people. Immediately, I'm going to be judged. You know, yeah. it's that is so so tough for so many people to work through. You know, that idea of like, oh, going to a group. They say, well, I'm I'm really nervous. To a group, I say, yeah. So is everybody else that's at totally. that group right yeah. there. I promise, yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, it is a tough wall I found to to kind of break through for a lot of people. Yeah. For sure, yeah. It reminds me of uh, you know when I've worked with people or I have family members who have been to treatment. I went to treatment, and that first week, those first couple weeks, you know, you get those phone calls. You're like, man, I don't even want to be here. I'm like, do a survey in there. I bet you not many people want to be there, right? <laughs> like nobody wakes up and says, man, I can't wait to get to a recovery center. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like can't wait to get to a 12 step room or at the start, nobody ever really wants to be there. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah. once you stick it out long enough and you, and you start to be open-minded, man, the, the messages and the, and the benefits greatly outweigh the downside of, of all those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Places. I have to, oh gosh, I chuckle when you say that. Cause I'm thinking back, it's uh, oh geez, I don't want to date myself here or whatnot, but you know, 12 years, provisional psychologist. Um, I was at Thorpe Recovery Center. It's yeah. where I did all my supervision and work. That's right. I remember you saying you were there. Yeah. And, yeah. and I will never forget one day I'm, I'm literally just walking down the hall and this client stops me and he says, why in the hell are you smiling like that? And you know, I, I was kind of taken aback for a second. I was like, oh, I, I better do the gut check. Like, why am I? I'm like, I'm just, I am excited for today. I am honestly like, I'm excited to be mm-hmm. here. You know, it was so confusing to him. He, he was having an off day or he had his own stuff for sure. And, um, you know, I just spent some time talking with him saying like, I am learning so much. I've got a fantastic supervisor. Uh, next week I get to be in group with one of the counselors here. Like I am just blown away by how much I'm learning, how different this is. Um, you know, and he was kind of scratching his head and, yeah. and he and I met a couple times after that, even it was fantastic. But yeah, I remember being, wow, I, I am excited to be here. This is such a cool place. The opportunities are all there, you mm-hmm. know, and it's a matter of, well, which one am I going to take Yeah, uh, or not? You know, and I, I soaked it up. You That's know, so it was cool. huge. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And I know, you know, on the other side of the the coin, when I was in treatment and then I've had the experience of, of being around a few different treatment facilities and drug treatment court in these types of places now. And I can sure resonate with that. Like when I, when I was in those situations as you know, on the other side of it, I wasn't the one looking for recovery. I had found my recovery path now working in these facilities and just being ecstatic and very happy about being there. Ah. And I can remember thinking, man, when you were sharing that story about why am I so happy in this moment? Cause I know the magic that can happen in those places. Uh, if we're present, if we are open, if we're willing to try new things, if, if, you know, if we can have a few of those light bulb moments, I know how beneficial those places can be. And being somebody who had come through addiction and, and was on the other side in recovery now, I know what that meant to me and how powerful of a moment, well, more than one moment, but mm-hmm. how powerful those moments in those facilities that I attended or for me, and I think all the time that those moments are available for everybody out there, right? It's just, yeah. are the pieces going to come together today to turn that light bulb on? Yeah. And it's yeah. a new day every day when you're working in those facilities. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And today might not be the day. And again, for so many reasons, hey, crappy sleep or whatever, mm-hmm. or bad call with family or, you know, hey, you're off today. And you so get to many be. things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it might literally be, you know what? Hey, I want to just hear how pissed off you are, how sad you are, how disappointed, how 
frustrated, like just to have that space and Hey, I'm here with you for the worst of it. Um, and, and I think that's a bit of a misnomer for therapy too. Somebody might say, you know what? I'm feeling great. I definitely don't need to go to therapy. Like, well, it might be a matter of let's off the bat, celebrate the living heck out of that success. Cause it took a while to get here. Totally. And let's figure out how did you, how did you get to this place? Because you want to be able to replicate that. I Absolutely. bet. I bet you don't want to lose that. Yeah. 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 And, and to kind of have a stockpile of those, those skill sets recognizable, right? You, you, okay. You figured out how you got to today. Why are you having such a great day? That's amazing. Let's check that off and put it over here because not every day is going to be like today. So when you hit the next roadblock, yeah. What did you do? Let's dig around in that bag of, of successes. What did you do in those moments to get to where you were at that time? Because what guarantee I know for myself, there's some of those things I'm not doing today. And that's why I'm having the day or the experience I'm having today. And uh, it's just checking in on those pieces for me is like, man, I should try doing this, this, and this, that really led to a positive outcome for me. Yeah. And when I start trying some of those things again, cause it's easy for me to forget <laughs> as, a, as many of us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, man, it usually turns my day around or the situation, mm. right? Does it fix it? Mm, not always. Yeah. But yeah. It gives me a better outlook on it and a better mindset. Well, and, and no matter what, Hey, it might be within your sphere of control might not, but totally. I think it's so key when you say, Ryan, like, well, what am I going to try? What am I going to try? Like, and, and I think that's one of, it's probably 50%. I swear of the work of saying like, well, I'm seeing the psychologist or whatnot. It might literally be enough to say, okay, well, I guess I might as well try this thing or try that thing. Like literally to do anything. And I say, you know what? If this absolutely blows up in your face, I can't wait for you and I to sit down and take that apart. Like yeah. I am here for you. I hope it doesn't. Um, but you know, I'm eager to go through that with you. And if you're willing to try and do something to make your life a little bit better, that in and of itself is worth so, so much because so many clients I see, so many, you know, any of us, we have a bad day. It's like, I am just not doing anything and mm -hmm. I'm sitting in this and it's not getting any better and ugh, it's the world around me. And yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to get stuck there. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know how important that is. You know, we talk about it. You've talked about it now is trying, 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 right? I, I remember back in the old days, I thought I knew everything that was best for me and I knew how to live my life. And now that I look, you know, nine years later, almost, I look back and I think, mm, maybe I didn't quite know what was best for me. Right. I, at the time, that's all I knew, yeah. but by becoming willing and open-minded to listening to someone like yourself, listening to somebody else who has something that I want, whether that's serenity, peace, whatever it looks mm -hmm. like. Right. And willing to try what they tried to get there. Yeah willing to try what my therapist would tell me, right? Not, no, I know that's never going to work for me. So I'm never going to try it. Cause I, I hear that quite often. Oh yeah. No, that yeah. won't work. So I'm never going to do it. Yeah. I'm like, man, when I just became willing and then started looking, my therapist helped me break that down to, okay, you don't want to do that. Why? Let's talk about why you don't want to, what's the downside of trying it. And yeah. there really wasn't a whole lot. It was uh, either shame or ego, or I didn't want people to see me doing this or yeah. it was usually something like that. Yeah. Once I could push through that man, a lot of good things started to happen. Yeah. And yeah. and I bet, you know, even, hey, I can push through that. Gosh, what's the next thing? What's that's, the next thing I can push through? That's exactly it, right? This yeah. snowball effect, right? Man, holy yeah. shit, I did that. Yeah. So maybe I'll try this one. And yeah. then, yeah, once a few of those started to stockpile, it was like a runaway train after a while, right? There was some, there was some hiccups, but. Almost things, always, yeah. 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 But things started to head in the right direction at least, right? Yeah. Not farther 
down that rabbit hole. Well, and, and again, you wouldn't have that value of like, you know what? I tried some things and some of them did not work. You know, like the, the quote unquote failures are at least as important as the successes, you know, and that if you're open to it, like you say, if you're willing, you can take that lesson in and say, Hey, I'm somebody that doesn't give up. And even when it goes wrong or even when it goes bad, I don't quit. I don't have quit in me. I'm going to keep going, you know, I'm going to try the next thing. Yeah. We had a guest on here. I can't remember which season, but they shared something similar to that. And they look at everything as either a lesson or a blessing. Ah. And I'm like, that makes so much sense to me. Right. Cause ah. when it's not a blessing, some of them were, they, mm. you know, I resonated with them the first time it changed that part of my life. Yeah. Uh, the lesson piece, when I hit those roadblocks, I hit those obstacles. That's where my therapist came in and we started to look at them and started to dissect them and explore what parts of these didn't work for you. Ah. And then I could realize the lesson in that. Right. So there's always learning in those, in those, downtimes or in those quote unquote, what I perceived as failures, but mm-hmm. I, I turned that around, reframed it as this is a lesson for me to learn. Right. So I don't keep hitting the same roadblock. Let's learn from this, move on, do something different, yeah. but take that knowledge that I learned from that quote unquote failure mm-hmm. and let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for so many of us, any of us, I bet, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the moment of like, boom, this is blowing up my face or boom, this is not working out. Like it doesn't feel like there is no positive out of that so much. It, it's a bit of a skill, obviously you practice, Ryan, to say like, no, it, what, something goes wrong. Something doesn't go how I hoped, how I expected, how I planned for. It's not in and of itself a failure. It's not in and of itself a bad thing. It sucks in the moment, Absolutely. but hey, you know what? This has happened before. I've been through this before, gotten through other things. What for did sure. I do? What did I do? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's huge. And, and that, you know, isn't just based on or pertaining to recovery, addiction, substance use disorder and recovery. That's just a generalized mantra in my life now is let's dissect this small little failure. I always say for myself, it's a failure because it turns a light bulb on for me that now it's time to reframe that. If I use that terminology, I know lots of people frown on that. You've never had a failure. It's a learning lesson. But for me, I'm like, I'll call it a failure because then that flips a light bulb on for me that it's time to look at this differently. Yeah. Turn it around, figure out the lesson in this and move on. And like you were saying there, that really does start to build on my skills and abilities. And that's the part that by becoming open and willing at the start of this journey of, you know, this different quality of life I have now that's where I started to develop these new skills and abilities by failures. Yeah. They were huge learning lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and again, that's where it really becomes like, well, what works for you? And again, other people, like you say, Hey, they might hear the word failure and boom, then melt down. No way. They're not doing anything. (laughs) I'm in bed for a week, you know, maybe not, but for you, you say, Hey, failure for me works. Like that's, that's my cue word or whatever that, that gets me to pay attention, figure out, okay, whoa, lessons coming up here, Yeah, you know, and, and just looking at that and, and to live life that way too, right? Like you've got to have that space to do it of like, no, I can take this apart. I can learn something from it as opposed to just going, I I bet from the chaos of failure after failure, say like nothing's work. It doesn't matter what I do. Like, and and that's where a lot of people start in, in Mm -hmm. when I'm connecting with them, like, geez, you're just so beat down by life at this point. It feels like you can't do anything you managed to crawl your butt into this office you sit across from me. Like, do you see that as success? Almost always. No, not yet. And if they're even willing to say not yet, I'm like, ah, thank you for using the word yet at least. And I'm excited for when that turns around for you. I'll let them know, like it's going to keep coming back. Uh, 
you know, I, I promise you it will, and it's going to feel different and that's going to be new for you. And I'm excited for that. You know, for sure. It starts off, I'm holding all the hope, all the excitement and things. And that's where I get the comments of like, what is wrong with you, Chris? Or why do you look that way? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so pumped up to be here? I'm telling you about some struggles. I'm like, I know. And I cannot wait to be with you when you and I both get to celebrate the heck out of overcoming this thing mm-hmm. and what's ahead of you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, and it does eventually come right. And, and that's, um, you know, you, you talked about this skill that I have. It's not something that I was born with. It's something I learned, something I practice, and it's a process. I understand that, that it's not going to happen, you know, in 10 minutes. It's not going to happen yeah. sometimes in an hour. It might take me a week to yeah. process that and pull the lesson out of it. Yeah. But it's about being there and being willing to continue doing that work. Cause I know for me personally, it works eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got the, that experience to draw off. I bet is invaluable to say, yeah, no, I've been through uh, situations have been through tougher situations. I've come out of that. I've come out of that. Like just reminding yourself of those totally. victories is, is worthwhile of the failures. Hey, there was the victory. And and again, you got to own that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been a, an amazing journey. And I remember being at treatment the first time and I've sh- talked about this before where, you know, I thought I was going to treatment to get fixed <laughs> and, uh, I'm, a, I'm a few days, I'm a week, I'm two weeks into this and I'm waiting for them to break out the magic pill and, how am I going to, like, I'm paying $15,000 to be here. Yeah. When are you going to fix me? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I didn't understand the process. I didn't understand the meaning of you got to do the work. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. Nine years later, it's, I, people always ask me, what is this work you talk about? What is the work? Like, is it yeah. a, is it a textbook? Where can I buy this? Right. <laughs> Amazon, but yeah. no, it's going to be personalized. It's going to be different for everybody. Right. And these are the pieces yeah. that go into the work is, you know, having these conversations that we're having today, getting mm-hmm. connected with somebody like yourself or, you know, whatever you need in your journey, that's the work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even being willing to look at that and say, okay, what is it that I really need, you know, and, and meeting your own needs, you know, saying, Hey, uh, there's a lot of them, the biological, psychological, social, spiritual, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like got a whole bunch of needs, you know, how are you doing on that? You know, yeah. and, and there's some incredibly high functioning individuals I get to work with. And it, it only takes one of those areas of like, I've totally neglected this part of myself. Oof. Yeah. Okay. That's important. That needs some attention after all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how one of those domains can throw off the rest of them. Yeah. 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 I know we talk about that lots too. And that was one of the big driving points when I was in school in this homeostasis, right? How can we get everything back to, to balance mm. or get, maybe it's not back to balance. How can we instill balance in your life? Maybe you've never had balance. Yeah. 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 And, and when we started to look at those different domains, my spiritual domain was like, it was bankrupt. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not for me. <laughs> right. But once I don't know I, what it is, but I don't want it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> but when I started to look at that and I started to fill that up and that was by getting connected to people who were more spiritual or had some experience in that area or whatever it was for me, it's going to be different than everyone else. But, uh, once I started to bring that, that back up and the rest of life started to fill in a little bit here and there. Right. And I was shocked by it. I thought, well, how is this going to help me over here in my financial area? Or how's this going to help me in my physical life? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all, it all just ties together. Yeah. It reminds me of going to acupuncture the other day. Yeah. First time I've ever been to acupuncture. And she started to tell me how by some of my, what I'm eating, some of my internal organs and how this is contributing to my chronic lower back pain. And I'm like, this seems awfully hokey. What is this witchcraft? But once I started to 
reframe it and think about this open-mindedness and this, this willingness to believe that this lady knows what she's talking about. I left there. I've been three times now. Yeah. Yeah. In a month. I'm like, this is amazing. I don't know what she's doing in there, but I'm taking (laughs) some of the stuff she's telling me and I'm practicing it at home. And yeah, man, it's been 20 some years, you know, over that I have had this back pain. Mm. I've been a specialist. I've been to all these different, you know, people who know what they're doing, Yeah, but nobody's ever been able to diagnose it or fix it or, or at least share with me some things that are going to help it. Uh, and now I'm like, this is amazing. It took a long time on this path, Yeah, but here I found something that seems to be working, right? It's not fixed it, which yeah. I know it's probably not going to get fixed, but it's helping. It's improved it a bit. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And right? there's that, there's almost that, that faith that you bring with you in terms of like, okay, I don't see how this is connected. I, it doesn't, off the bat logically makes sense no. to me that this is going to work or improve it, but I'll be willing to try this. Yeah. You know, what do I have to lose to try this thing out? Because totally. maybe it gets better. Maybe it stays exactly the same. Maybe it gets worse, but you know, how likely is that? Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember we we're doing this screening. It's an hour and a half appointment. And I think, well, that's, that seems pretty long, but mm-hmm. the first hour or half an hour, 45 minutes is the assessment. And what do you mean? Do I steam my vegetables? Like, what does this have to do with my back pain? <laughs> and it was just all these different questions that came together about this holistic approach to how I'm treating my body. And it was yeah. amazing. And at the end, she wants to put these little crystals in my ears and She's like, this helps with this, this, and this. And I'm like, whatever you want to put in, I don't care. Put it in. I'm open to this. And if it's going to help, let's check it out. Oh, and yeah, yeah, it's been an amazing little journey through acupuncture. And, you know, this is a huge tangent, but oh. it all ties together how everything contributes to our overall well-being. Yeah. Well, and it's it's that willingness, you know, even as as you share that story, I'm glad you did, Ryan. Because again, it makes me think I've got so many just of my favorite experiences to, you know, Thorpe Recovery Center. And there was, yeah. again, another client that I'll never forget. My best lessons. It's not from the textbooks or the school mm-hmm. or all the money I put into that. It absolutely has been people's stories. Um, but had this client, you know, just devastated life as per alcohol. Like things were absolutely a mess. Um, really, really struggling. But he comes into treatment and he's sitting in the group one day and he says to the counselor, he literally says, if you tell me to cut off my leg because that's what I need to do, I will do that. Like he and he did, he did amazing. Like it was, I was blown away by his tears in his eyes as he's saying it. Like it wasn't just some, you know, it it wasn't BS. Like he was, he was legit. Like if I don't change things right now, like I, I know what's ahead of me. Like he felt that. And he was literally like, tell me what to do and and I'm going to do it. I'm going to try anything. And to see somebody to be in the presence of that was just profound. Of like, wow, how do you get to a point of that level of willingness, that commitment? That's amazing. Yeah. And that really resonates with me because that's the um, advice, the suggestions that was, that was given to me in the first probably four months of my recovery journey was, and I'll tell you how I got to that level of commitment was by trying to take my life. Like things were so dark that that was the option. Right. And to come through that and and to see what that looked like and how, how gloomy and dark and gross that feeling was never wanting to go back to that and seeing, you know, once I got on the other side of it and seeing all the, the immediate people in my life that were impacted by that and to, to sit in that feeling that I caused that much grief in some of my loved ones lives. So that was the commitment for me. It was like, okay, I'm not going back there. If I don't try something different, I know I'm going back there. And Ah. this really reminds me of this story you just shared. Mm. So it was suggested to me, the same thing was suggested to me by an individual that had, he was a therapist, had 25 years in a program and was 
uh, in recovery. And he said, if you want that different way of living, he said, be open to listening to anybody in recovery that has something you want and be willing to try their suggestions yeah. and don't ask why just do it. Just do it. And eventually you'll decide if that's for you or if not, but find the next suggestion and try that and keep trying things. Ah. And, uh, I committed to that, just like this gentleman you were saying, right? I yeah. didn't commit to chopping my leg off. <laughs> I like to walk on two legs, but yeah. um, I got to one year and I'm like, uh, holy shit, it worked. Uh, right. And he, and he shared with me when you get to that one year mark, because if you continue to do this on a daily basis, you will make it to that one year mark. Yeah. Be committed to it. Yeah. And you get to that one year mark. If life sucks, go back out drinking and drugging because it's always going to be there. It's up to you. Yeah. That's your choice at that moment, but do what you can to get there. And when I got there, I'm like, holy shit, life drastically changed in one year. In a year. Yeah. And I thought, well, now what? Yeah. I'm like, should probably just keep trying this. <laughs> so now here we're at nine years almost, right? And it's like, yeah, those were the lessons. Those were the, the suggestions of the work to do that got me personally where I am today. And that went through my entire, you know, walk of life was it worked in this one space of recovery, which I now know touches every space of my life. So carry that suggestion through everything I do in life and things start to go a lot better. Yeah. 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 So thanks for sharing that story. Cause that yeah. took me back to that spot where yeah. that gentleman was sharing that knowledge with me X number of years ago. And I still, to this day, yeah. I'm open and willing to try new things. Yeah. So that hasn't gone away. No. You've stayed with you the whole time. Gosh, yeah. for sure. Right. Cause I know what it's brought into my life. So I, I'd be a fool to stop doing it today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, I think that's some of the toughest work that happens where somebody really is like, okay, you know what? I'm at my end point, Chris. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. And I've got to pay such close attention because like anybody else, it's easy to say, okay, no, you got to stop this. You got to do that way too early. Okay. You're going to throw out my suggestion like everybody else. Or the other big risk is if I'm jumping the gun, they're going to be like, well, I did this because Chris said to do this thing, yeah. you know, and that, and that's his victory or, um, you know, I'm just looking to prove him wrong. Sometimes that works well. Sometimes it blows up in my face and I say, <laughs> well, sure. let's take apart how that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but you know, to get to that point is so important. And, and sometimes it is just a matter of time saying like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here with you no matter what good, bad, ugly. I'm glad you're still honest with me. telling me how bad it's going or where it not. And yeah. Are you ready to try something yet? Or do you want some advice? No. Okay. It's okay too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And that's, you know, I know I've seen it firsthand with you and, and just listening to you speak today that mm. building that safe space, mm. how valuable that is. Right. Cause I've been to, I've been to a few helping professionals where I didn't feel so safe in the room. Right. It was, yeah. I don't know what that feeling was, but it didn't feel like an inclusive space. I shouldn't be sharing some things I thought because I, I'm just not there yet with this person. Right. So how uh, valuable that is to create that space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's one of the biggest gifts I can get from somebody is when they say, you know, there's things that I still haven't told you about Chris and I don't think I'm ready yet. Like, well, like, thank you for, mm -hmm. for, for letting me know that. And, you know, I'll take note of that and I am not going to push. I'm going to make sure I'm checking into us both feeling ready of like, okay, if it's important to you, if that feels like that's one of the things you need to heal. Okay. I'm going to follow your lead on that. Yeah. And, and I say, my job is literally to keep it safe so that you can talk about this without being re-triggered, without it being a worse day for you. You know, if that's important, let's get to that place. Yeah. What do you think we need to do? And then they look at me sideways like, what? Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I've got ideas and I've got answers from other clients or other people mm -hmm. who have been through the same situations or I've got training and whatnot. 
But none of that matters as much as, well, what do you think you really need to feel safe and able to tell me this thing? That's a big risk you're yeah. looking to take on. So let's look at that thing. For you know? sure. Yeah. I remember sitting with my first therapist when they had, you know, that type of conversation with me and I'm like, well, this is weird. I'm paying you. You should be telling me all these things, right? Like, but now that I look back when they gave me that autonomy and that, that requirement of, you know, gave me permission to think for myself and, and share what I needed. That was the the part that really helped build that safe space was I'm part of this. It's not, I'm going to you, I'm paying you money. You're going to fix me. Yeah. It was about this collaboration and, and doing it together, which was, man, that was like a new thing in my life. And I was 40 years old. Yeah. yeah. I'd never really had a part of anything like that in my life. Uh-huh. It was all, you know, I grew up playing hockey. I grew up in real competitive sports as did you doing some competitive things. And yeah. I always had a coach that was telling me what to do. And yeah. I had my dad telling me what I needed to do and, and different other role models in my life that, you know, from bosses to this and that, that always were telling me what to do. I never felt part of a collaboration where I had the autonomy to make some suggestions and, and do what was right for me. It was like, if you want to do this, you need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So to have that therapy relationship with my counselor, that, that rapport built with them, that have created a safe space that I can actually have an opinion and share my thoughts and feelings with you and not get scolded or yelled at or... <laughs> slapped around yeah yeah it was really new yeah i guess like, for this lack. is different and probably i bet worlds of discomfort in that oh, to like, so gross. I'm like one, get these feelings <laughs> off me these are gross right yeah. i'm not talking yeah. about this shit with anyone but <laughs> once i started to yeah then it just started to become second nature and now it's like the go-to now is though we don't need to talk about all that stuff let's talk about this yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and it's funny as you say, like, yep, yeah, though the coaches and sports and whatnot. And, uh, you know, again, thinking back 15, 20 years, absolutely. I was looking at, okay, there's the right answers out there. And, and I absolutely took that scope into, okay, addictions, treatment, recovery, you know, what's the right answer. And my, my first gig ever was working at a methadone maintenance treatment program. You know, yeah. I was in the harm reduction field and, <clears throat> you know, prescribing methadone, a little bit of Suboxone, very, very new right at the tail right. end there. Uh, I'm like, okay, so this is the way, and this is how this works. And that's the way. And then I went from that all the way to an abstinence-based, 12-step-based uh, residential treatments facility detox program. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now this is totally different from <laughs> totally. everything I just learned in this harm reduction model. What do you mean that, you know, you got these 12 steps and, and whatnot. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm glad that I had such energy and I was like, Hey, there's the right answers here somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I brought these questions out of like, well, what's the right answer? Like, well, the right answer for who? And that's, that's the big difference of like, it is different person to person and what you need is different. And yeah. I got to take off from that. And then um, again, into some private practice, but I collaborated with uh, Poundmakers Lodge Treatment Center and got to take a First Nations awesome. healing approach and, and learning about smudging and, um, you know, the early teachings. And, oh yeah, again, like, well, wait, now this is totally different from everything else I totally. just learned. What's going on here? I'm like, there's so many different treatment approaches. And all I think today is thank God. And I take that to my myself as well saying, look, I've got this, uh, again, this slice of pie. There's there's some treatment approaches. There's some things I can offer and it is going to work beautifully for some people and it is not going to be the right answer for other people. And Absolutely. I got to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you just nailed it. You know, put it into a real nice package was the multiple pathways to recovery, right? And there isn't just one lane that's going to work for everybody. And, yeah. and that's what I thought when I went to treatment, right? Fix yeah. me. Fix me. Tell you don't me know me do. from a hole in the ground, but you know- <laughs> You're the addiction specialist. Fix me. Yeah. Right. And now I understand that there is no right or wrong way. It's what's going to work best for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause what I tell you to do might not work for you. Yeah. What worked for me probably wouldn't work for you, Yeah, but we can take bits and pieces from this. We can take bits and pieces from the therapy you're helping them with, you know, whether it's equine therapy, whatever that is, mm. we're never going to know unless we start trying them right and find your path. Yeah. 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 Be able to say, Hey, this is working me because here's what's different or this isn't working for me because you know, this is the same or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Mm. And I'm so glad that, uh, we cross paths. I don't even know when that was 2018, 19. It'd be, yeah. Right before, oh gosh, just before all the COVID or whatnot, it would have been 18 yeah. and then yeah, about a year and then everything on lockdown and yeah. Yeah. It was wild back then. Hey, I, re- yeah. I remember what a cool atmosphere that was working in the medicine hat police station. You know, we had our small little team, four of us on the team, Constable Funk leading the team. And mm-hmm. what a gift that was to be able to go down, you know, and this might sound bizarre to any listeners out there, but to be able to go down to the cell block to talk to anybody in there who is in there with drug or alcohol related issues. Right. Yeah. I got some, I got really used to being told I got no problems. Go away. Yeah. Beat it. Whatever. Right. Or can you help me get out of here? Cause I'll talk to you if you can help me get out of here faster. <laughs> But there were those shining moments where the light bulb switched on. Mm. And uh, I have three different stories that I won't share them on here, but that I take with me, you know, four or five years later that, man, it did make a difference by having that smile on your face. Oh, yeah. Like you talked about, right? I remember one lady, I, you know, she's no longer with us. She passed away, but I worked with her for three years and she shared, you know, throughout those entire three years, the first time we met was when I walked down to those cells and she shares now, or she would share afterwards once I got to know her that. I remember the police officer brought you down and I, I kept thinking, what the hell is this guy smiling about? Why is he so damn happy? <laughs> yeah. And when you were sharing your story from Thorpe, that's the yeah. story that popped in my mind. And it's because I know what's on the other side of it. If, if you can plant that seed. Oh yeah. You know, and sometimes we might not ever get to see where that takes somebody, but just by having that smile, by having that, that energy about you, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, well, and that's some of the heavy lifting in this work from our side of it, doing the things we're doing now, Ryan, and saying like, Hey, I can be okay. And even sit in a room with somebody that is really not okay. And they are struggling with some stuff and I'm empathic and I'm with them in terms of like, that is awful. And some of the stuff we get to hear, oh, some of the stories and what people have been through and what people can do to people. It's horrifying, Mm -hmm. but you got to be okay to be able to sit with that and also say, gosh, I'm ever grateful for my life. Or, you know, there's so many things I'm grateful for and I can be okay. It's not disrespectful that person's story or experience that they just shared with me, you know? So it's important to do that too. And that self-care piece, it's not just lip service. Yeah. 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 Isn't that the truth, right? It's so easy to say we're doing all these things, right? But Mm -hmm. are we really doing them? Yeah. And that's the the piece over the last nine years. One of the other pieces that I really learned how important it is, is that self-care piece, Mm -hmm. right? And it looks just like, Everything else we've talked about today, it looks different for everybody, right? It's not always a glass of wine in a bubble bath. It's For me, it's getting to the gym, managing my mental health. And that's one of the ways I do it. It's it's about what works for me yeah. to manage my mental health and set me up for being my best me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people, again, they'll say, oh, you're going to push that self-care thing. You're going to expect I should be taking more time off work or I should be doing this and that. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, should you, what do you think you're doing in terms of work? You know, or, um, you know, maybe like you say, hey, self-care might look very, very different if it's a kickboxing class or somebody or it's pushing weights or it's like, oh, I'm up at five to go running. Why? Well, you know what, actually it's tough to get going, but man, do I ever feel good after that? For sure. Or even clean, clean eating, right? Like I know if I go on a, two or three day binge where I'm not eating real clean. It takes a real toll on my mental health, let alone my, my physical health, my internal health. It's like, man, I, that 
self-worth and that, mm. that negative self-talk can start real easy, right? I know, well, you've, you've eaten half the ice cream. You may as well eat the rest, you <laughs> piece of shit. And I can start thinking uh, that way. Yeah. And it's yeah. all about the choices I make, right? To continue this, this self-care piece, the, the new way of living is, I just know how quickly you can regress back into the other oh, thinking yeah. patterns and which leads to behavior. And yeah. <clears throat> as soon as yeah. I check out for a few days, man, things start to get a little rocky. So, yeah. well, it's, it's practiced. It's familiar. It's just, it's there. It's waiting. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Well, sweet buddy. I'm so glad that you came in today and had this conversation. Like you said earlier on, and we talked about this before the show, we don't ever give a list of questions or script anything. Cause it's just, <laughs> let's sit down and talk about what's real life, right? Yeah. Let's talk about what we're doing and where things are at. Yeah. The important things come up, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they really yeah. do. And, and guarantee it, it's every episode we do. Somebody out there is going to resonate with this. Yeah. Right. Or has been sitting at home thinking about, man, I need to see a therapist, but I'm not going, I'm scared of whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So hopefully, and I believe this episode would shed a little light on what that's going to look like when you come through the doors of Keys to Hope and you sit yeah. down in Chris's office. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get this, Chris. You're not going to get the lab coat, Chris, with the, <laughs> the what did you call it? The Warshock? Oh, the Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. yeah. That's why well, I can't say if that's coming out or not. You'll have to go yeah. see Chris to see if he has a deck of those. Yeah. But <laughs> got some other different particular assessment tools and not nice. that one. Not but, that uh, one. Yeah. No. Nice. Uh, no, and I'm so glad you had me. It was so great to see you again and hear yeah. about what's new and uh, where you're at in life and uh, yeah, doing some awesome stuff. Yeah. And you guys too, I, I have been meaning to get out to the healing grounds. I still haven't been there yet, but I know we we're talking about a staff day coming out. Oh there, so. yeah, absolutely need to. It is transformative. Yeah. I mean, even quickly, I would say, you know, I've had these clients that I've been working with and we're a bit stuck or things aren't moving, whatnot. One session out there, just being out there and suddenly it is a qualitatively <clears throat> different experience, like something shifts. So yeah. um, it is just so cool <clears throat> being out there. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. That's sweet, man. Yeah. And like everything else, we'll put, uh, we'll put links to keys to hope and whatnot in the footnotes of this episode. So people can find you can find Malisha can find the rest of the staff up Perfect. there and explore all this stuff that you've shared with the listeners today. Yeah. Um, if there is one really meaningful piece of advice you could give on our way out today, what would you, if, what would you share to somebody who's listening out there? It might be sitting there thinking, man, I, I think this resonated with me today. I think I'm, I'm going to take that step. Yeah. And, and you know what, it would go right back to, I, I think we've talked about it in a lot of different ways. It's honestly, it's the idea of like, just, just try, just mm -hmm. try something. And again, it doesn't mean, oh, you need psychotherapy with Chris, the psychologist. Maybe, maybe not just try something to yeah. improve things even a little bit. It's like, well, okay, maybe I'm going to go to that home gym. Maybe I'm going to sign up. Maybe I'm going to go try the acupuncture, whatever it is, like yeah. try something that you figure this might help. Yeah. Very cool. The quickest way to make change is to get started. Yeah, right? absolutely. Without getting started, nothing changes. So yeah, yeah. try it. Give something a try, right? Something yeah. different. Yeah. Well, and, you know, what's that, uh, that Chinese proverb about the uh, best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. You know, the very next best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We'll yeah. have you back one of these days for sure, man. I'm excited about it already. Yeah. Cool. It's good to see you. Right on. Well, thanks again. And uh, thanks to Dave and Rob here at the Plugged In Media Network, letting us plant our butts in these chairs every week, uh, bringing you listeners some, well, I would like to say some sound suggestions, some sound stories, some good advice. Uh, anybody got any questions, comments, concerns, send them our way through our website, ourcollectivejourney.ca, or you can email us. Every, all the contact info is on that website. And with that, uh, I guess we'll see you next week.
Thanks. From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the real stories of people who've triumphed over the many challenges of life's journey. If you or a loved one needs support, please reach out to ourcollectivejourney.ca. Our commitment is to empower you to build resilience as you journey towards recovery. Consider showing your support by donating online at ourcollectivejourney.ca. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pate. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Crookshank. From Darkness to Life is a plugged-in media network exclusive.